Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Room, directed by Lenny Abramson and released in 2015. The plot goes something like this. A mother and son confined to a single room plot their escape. Yeah, not to be confused with The Room, by the way, guys. That is a different movie that we have not seen that I will probably see at some stage because it is widely acclaimed as possibly the worst film of all time. Mm. But it, yeah, not The Room. Just room. No, just room. With no the. Uh, no, not The Room is, is like a supernatural horror type thing. No, no? The Room is, um, what's his name? Tommy Wiseau. Um, oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. The one that's made by Tommy Wiseau where it's just like his, him working out his demons about women in a black and white film that's terrible where he and he can't act and yeah it's it's got nothing to do with i think there is also a supernatural movie called the room but yeah. the famous the room is like a very very bad movie no this is based on a a book that was i remember when it was big a few years ago i in my head this and gone girl came out around the same time and i kind of put them in my head even more because they were both then adapted for the screen by their novel authors yeah um both women as well. Yeah. So, but it's different. Well, um, I actually thought that when I watched the credits, I was like, oh, she did a much better job of adapting her own book than. It, yeah, I, I agree. And I, well, what's I think her she's, name? Oh, Gillian Flynn. Yeah, there you go. Yes, Emma Donahue. Um, yeah, she did do a good job. And I have in, sitting in my Read It Later program a an interview with her about adapting it, but I didn't get, obviously, we just saw the movie and I haven't had time to read it yet. But I'm interested, actually, because she did do a much better job, I think, mm-hmm. in adapting it. It's not too long. The story still builds like a, like a story. Mm. And it also, I mean, it doesn't have the, all the troubling aspects that Gongo have in the in its main in its female lead either it's a bit um well the thing about gone girl i think the problem with the adap- with adapting it to the screen is that amy got a lot less uh development it mm. seems yeah um in order to keep the plot moving they had to sacrifice a lot of that i think i don't know mm. but it that seems to be and she also voiceovered a whole lot of her like internal monologues from the movie and it, it sort of held things up a lot and kind mm. of um let lag lag the the pace of it. This, this one was all from uh, Little Jack's perspective, mm. and I think that works really well in its favour. Yeah, and that's how the book is. I have the book on my Kindle, and I tried to read it like a week ago because I knew we were seeing this. I didn't get very far, but it is all from from Little Jack's perspective, mm-hmm. and I think that it's definitely in the movie's favour mm. that we see it from his perspective, and I think it probably is in the book's favour, even though I didn't actually well, get I very far. The reason that it, it's from it's to the movie's um, favour is because. Um, all of the heavy stuff that it's handling, like rape and all that sort of stuff, it isn't shown on screen, mm. which is always a good way to do that. Um, yeah, we've talked we've talked about this like a couple of times in recent weeks about yeah. violence and not actually you don't have to show a rape to show that someone's been raped and has suffered the traumatic after effects. Right, exactly, and the, and uh, to show how Joy is affected by what's happened to her by showing how she interacts with her son is really interesting, mm. um, and it. It, you still get a really good sense of everything that's happening to her, mm-hmm. um, but it means that the movie still has this kind of core of optimism and and hope that mm. works well for it. I yeah, because I was because I didn't know anything about it other than it's disturbing and it covers some disturbing topics. I was worried that like Gone Girl, it was going to turn out to be the evil mother, like some, she was somehow going to be responsible for this, and it doesn't. It's like she's a, a victim as well, and so. Really? I see. I I knew they'd been kidnapped and and yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know any because I, I think I tried to avoid spoilers on the novel as well as the film, so I just didn't know. And okay. so I was worried we were going to go down the evil mother trope, which I'm not a great fan of. I just remembered this interview with Jacob Tremblay with this uh, somebody interviewed him and he said 
that he was talking about how he doesn't like crying and mm. feeling sad. And then the interviewer goes, you made me cry when you watched the movie. And he goes, did I? And she was like, how do you feel about that? And he goes, I feel bad. Are you okay? Oh, he's <laughs> he, he's amazing. And he, he has to really carry the film and he does. Yeah, he does a really good he's job. So, he's, Huge eyes. Yeah, he's really good. I definitely like got a bit emotional in parts. The bit where he escapes, where he's in the back of the truck, I have, I was just, my heart was pounding out of my chest. I was like, I knew he was going to escape, yeah. but I was just terrified watching it happen that he was going to get hurt or caught or something was going to go wrong for him. And I, I, I was just like, oh. See, and, that and, is in the trailer, like that they get out. Yeah, you know that so from the trailer. You know from I the trailer seen. that they, not just that they get out, but that it's successful, which I think actually doesn't, I think that works against the movie mm. because it would have been good. Not to know that it would have been more tense, I think. Well, because it was pretty tense anyway. But and, uh, yeah. yeah, but I think if you went in unspoiled and you didn't know that they got out, that bit would have been unbearably tense. Because yeah. I just, you really feel for these two, and you really feel Mum getting to the point where she just can't do this any longer. It's a really interesting. It's an interesting look at motherhood as well, where she she was trying to escape herself, but when it came down to her son and her son having memories of the room and not being in the room and knowing the room and that son to think of it as home was when it really hit her that she had to get him out. I think that more than that, the, the, the I mean, the moment she decided she had to get him out was when she realized that she couldn't protect him from Nick forever. Yeah. I think yeah. that was the moment she yeah, and wanted she to just get him knew, out. And Yes, because you can see that was it where I was right after I lost that. My, I lost my train of thought because Jelly's got some Lego X-Wings and TIE Fighters up on there and I was staring at them. I'm sorry. Um, that's um, okay. Yeah, yeah that, uh, but I, that was, I was where like, I was going. That's, that's not when she figures that. No, sorry. I was, yeah, she, she, the reason, yeah, the reason they need to get out is not just that, um, it's not just about her anymore. She's been able to kind of protect him to that point, but she can't. Yeah, there, there was also this interview. Now, I'm, I'm positive that they cut a bit because – I remember in the trailer that interviewer asks her, to, says that she um, told Jack that there was nothing but room mm-hmm. and that's not in the movie. Yeah. And so I was kind of waiting for that question. So I was blindsided by the weird, why didn't you think about giving him up question? And before that, or did you think about killing yourself? Like, no, see whoa. that one, but that one I kind of get because they're clearly pushing her in a direction of like, what was it like for you? And she's not giving them a whole lot right, on but that front. Th- that's an, to ask a traumatized woman a couple of weeks after she's been uh, like uh, unkidnapped. You can't, like, unkidnapped. That, that, unkidnapped. I couldn't remember <laughs> the word release. Oh, I was like released after she's escaped. Yeah. But I'd already said bean. Um, that journalist is so out like, of line. Yeah. Like so far over the edge. Those kind know, of interviews the, are usually much softer. I, I know. And I, but I understand, I, at least I understood the, killing yourself question especially because we don't know what led up to that question so there might Mm. have been some discussion that led up to it right true the question where she says did you think about giving jack up because it would be better for him is like well you don't even know that she thought of that no you don't even know that that occurred to a 19 year old girl who'd just given birth in a tiny room where she'd been kept captive right so how could you like that's that's a bizarre question for her to ask well and and, um brie larson's response is perfect as well she's just like she kind of looks why would i do that yes well, and it, ha- it clearly never occurred to her no. so that makes for me that makes that question much like it, it's a very different question because it's it's something that she's putting into her mind rather mm. than something that's come from her yeah right like the, why did why didn't you give him up to give him a better life is such a weird question to ask a mm. girl 
when that clearly had never even occurred to her because why would it? I mean, she doesn't think that she can she, she can get out. She doesn't think there's any 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 chance of getting out. Right. So she wouldn't have had the you know, she wouldn't have thought to ask even. Yeah, I felt like that kind of I feel like there was a bit of it yeah. missing. And it was also it was that that interview like, felt jumpy yeah. and like it was there was bits of it missing mm. and I think the build of that into that that just one part most of the movie was really good but that bit i was like yeah, that's it so kind weird. of they also kind of yeah it kind of implies that she was selfish and hung on to him so she'd have a friend as though that's what she was doing yeah which it clearly just, wasn't the case no like she just didn't think that it was even again, an option it's, it's it's very like her motherhood is almost it has to be entirely instinctual because there's only two of them mm. so she just does knows nothing else other than to protect her kid and to yeah. take and just do everything she can to stop him from being hurt plus there's the but i mean they did have to get her out of the house and and uh and they had the suicide attempt and gets mm. her out of the house so that jack can start to blossom without her right again. yeah and, and, and that's, she can have a break from him because it really is very intense even after they leave mm. that he's just on top of her all the time yeah and then and like they imply that she was still breastfeeding right up until they'd left which makes sense yeah it does because no. um why wouldn't she she wouldn't know it's, again it's all in- completely instinctual it's not just that they don't have a lot of the um nutrients that they need so, yeah, so for her to continue breastfeeding makes perfect sense mm. because um it would give him continue to give him the the nutrients and the food that he needs in that particular situation so yeah, yeah it makes yeah. sense they were both really good yeah um i think they play really well off each other as well mm. like the scenes where they fight i thought were really good mm. i mean there's all these great scenes the, where they don't fight as well but i love- like the scenes where they don't i like that it's not perfect all the time and i like that there's scenes where jack says the wrong thing and argues with her about stuff and i like that she yells at him and i like that mm. there's like a genuine tension between the mother and son and it isn't mm. perfect because it makes this the relationship relationship feel more real. Well, yeah, you get a real sense of what it's like to just be the two of them because they because she there's a point at which she loses it at him about the dog. Lucky's mm. not real, he's only in your head, like and you can just see she just snapped. Mm. They've been too long together in one tiny little room and they need a bit of a break from one another but it's very um it's one of the best sort of naturalistic children i've ever seen sort of created on screen like mm. he he thinks farts are hilarious and he um and he likes to talk about poos and he the way he plays with his toys as well like he gets the new truck and he's like sleeping in the bed with it and he's it's a very naturalistic kid thing and when he's at his grandparents house and he's jumping on all the chairs mm. it's really well done like he it, it's almost like they um there was there's a few scenes where the director just kind of put him in front of the camera and said, "This is what we, you need to do in this scene," and he just did it like the soccer where he kicks the ball and his shoe and his socks start to come off. Like it's adorable. Yeah. Okay. Can I also talk about William H Macy in this movie? <laughs> the, Which is the so cameo weird because they get William H Macy, so you just sort of go, "This character oh, must be, be important. important." Yeah. And they're actually going to explore the relationship that's clearly broken down here and stuff. They never come back to him. No. Um. I found that kind of. Uh, yes, I feel like that. Yeah, that's that's something that's been cut from the book. They don't really explore the the parents' divorce because the step granddad or stepdad is so adorable. Like he's oh, yeah, just he's, he's wonderful with that kid. Like he's the he's the one who brings well, Jack out of his he's shell. Out, he's outside of it too. Mm. So it would have been really interesting to actually see the contrast between yeah, Grandpa him, and Leo. I think who is who is coming to it from a totally different perspective because he didn't meet. Oh no, he did know them, but he mm. is not a parent, and so he doesn't have the same animosity i guess towards jack that the real uh grandfather yeah. the um biological grandfather has because 
he doesn't see Jack as the offspring of his daughter's rapist. Yeah. Which I can, and, and you can understand that as well. Yeah, it would have been really interesting to it, actually get into because that. Because it makes him a bad guy instead of like these being some complicated feelings. Right, exactly. And and to it would have been interesting to have them um, actually explore that instead of just having the one scene he goes mm. and then that's it. That was bizarre to me. Yeah. I mean, Joan Allen did a really good job, and and everybody yeah. like I'm not saying that she wasn't. It was resolved was a little too good. easily, unlike some of the other things that get resolved because it's not exactly an action packed script. Script, so you've mm. got to kind of get the action where you can, and that's kind of this really tense bit in the middle, and then it all goes away, and we never come back to it. Yeah, we never, and and it, it's all just happy families with Grandma and Leo for him, and then his mother dealing with a suicide attempt, but we don't actually deal with that other bit of family drama that could have, I think, elevated the story a bit, given it a bit more action. Yeah. Um, Not just given it a bit more action, but really explored what this meant, what this kidnapping and and Mm. subsequent return really means to people. I think Joan Allen carries a lot of that, but Mm. it would have been interesting to explore it from that other perspective as well, because William H. Macy, you've got William H. Macy. He is very capable of doing that, so use use him. him. Yeah. Right, and uh, because Joan Allen does quite good, some quite good stuff about trying to adjust from having been the mother of a seventeen-year-old to having to being the mother of a twenty-five-year-old and a grandmother, mm. and and it's quite subtle, but it's there, and that's interesting. So why not do the more the some of the more meatier, less perfect stuff, especially because in the room, as we were just talking about, the family relationship isn't perfect. They're, they mm. fight, they they don't get along, they get cabin fever around each other. Like mm. why wouldn't you explore that? Yeah, um, and and there's a lot of also really complicated stuff about how uh, Jack doesn't feel comfortable outside the room, mm. uh, outside room, and he he um he is afraid of the world and he is afraid of all these people that he's meeting and he wants that comfort back and he doesn't realize that like if for his mother it was a prison because for him it was the world and it was mm. home and it was comforting yeah um and it's really kind of interesting to see that juxtaposition and it's also really interesting to the way that that plays out when he talks to um joan allen about it because Mm. you can see that she's trying to be supportive but every so often that veneer cracks and she's just sort of like you you know the fact that he wants he misses it sometimes is really hurtful to her yeah um and things like that so that's really and and the way that that plays out with Mm. this little boy that stuff is all really interesting Mm. so to um to decide then to not have the complicated and important stuff in there with the grandfather does it feel you can feel that the lack of that yeah it's it's i mean i'm assuming i haven't obviously i haven't read the book but i feel like we probably get into this stuff a lot more in the book but there's not room for it in the film like i don't think there wasn't room for that i yeah. feel like they could have made room for that there there were definitely like it i mean it works it's all really good but i think that they could have cut down a little bit on some of the like dreamy looking at the world stuff mm. to put in some meaty well yeah and know. there's a whole scene where he jumps on four different chairs in his grandparents' lounge room. So, yeah, there's definitely a possibility of cutting back some of those scenes. And he also, Jacob re, re Jacob's re-entry, as it were, Jacob, Jake's re-entry. Jack? Jack? Why do I call him Jacob? Because Jacob is the actor. He's the actor. Jack's re-entry into the world is, I think, quite interesting. But then it also kind of happens quite fast. Like, he's he's very quiet. He only talks to mum and then, he, then he'll talk to Leo. I don't Leo think that happens and- too fast. I think that makes, I mean, for... What I know about kids and even traumatized kids and kids with disabilities and all that sort of, I mean, I think because they, they do give you a time frame. She's only been, yeah, um, I suppose, back 10 and then, days then and that sort of thing. Grandma and the haircut, and that's another, yeah. that's another step. And then, but also, then he's when, got a friend. He, yeah. when he realizes that the world is not hostile to him, mm. 
then he starts to adjust more quickly. Yeah. So and and you can see the little bits like when Leo when he's sitting there by himself and Leo is talking to himself and pretending. Oh, well, that's one of the that's the best scene. That yeah. Scene. See that stuff yeah, all that's... works. I mean, his re-entry into the world is really traumatizing because he has to escape. He's in the truck and then um, old Nick grabs him and and mm. you're sort of sitting there like yell something, come on. He's kind of too scared and then mm. he does it. That sort of stuff. And when he's talking to the cop, which can be kind of frustrating. Yeah. And that, I thought that was really well done with that policewoman. She yeah. was obviously, uh, she was good. Um, and the concept of the traumatized child works well, but, but it is what the, the psychiatrist says. Um, you, uh, the most important thing you did was to get him out while he's still plastic. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm not plastic. Yeah. That, that's really cute, but it's yeah. also, yeah, he's also right. You know, yeah. um, Jack's still, um, at the stage of his life where he, uh, will adjust to things relatively quickly. Yeah. And he quickly. won't remember it all that much when he's older. Not just won't remember it, but he won't, he, he won't be as, uh, he, he still has time to adjust to social norms. Yeah. And, and, and like he get that. used to the idea that the world is, is okay, an okay yeah. place and he's safe. Whereas I don't, I don't know that his mother ever will readjust to that. Right. Exactly. So yeah, it, it, it is, um, I, I don't think that, I think that his journey, is really good and works mm. really well. Um, I like that hers is incomplete. I like that sort of thing. I just mm. feel like they could have gotten into the how it affected the people in her life a little bit more mm. and and le- maybe left the house after they yeah. got out of the world. Because uh, we the don't world a little bit ever more. see. Yeah, that was thinking that too. We don't see her see any of her old school friends or any of the people she used to know. And he like we don't see and um, we do see um. Jack has one neighborhood friend that he makes, but we don't see him like try and go to school or anything, like or go to go to preschool or something. They're just they're just kind of it's just in that house, and no, nobody seems to leave the house to go to work or anything. His reading level's pretty good for five too. Yeah, I was thinking that when he was reading out loud. Like obviously, well, I guess they've had nothing else to do but be alone in a room for all this time, so they've had time to read lots of books, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, but it, you know, she taught him how to read sufficiently mm-hmm. for him to, I think, be able to. Go Not to just read. Social. She taught him how to like break eggs and do the washing up. She, you see that she's taught him like really good life skills yeah. in there. Um, his social development, I think, would be a little bit behind the other kids, but you know, yeah. kids learn at different yeah, rates. And, and you see, but you, you also see him working on that with his little friend Aaron yeah. and and going to the park and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's um, uh, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff. I mean, the thing is, it's really an a, an emotional journey, and it is very intense emotionally. Especially, I thought they would leave the room earlier than they did, mm. um, and it takes a long time for them to get out of that room. Like, yeah, you get really claustrophobic in there with them, which is, I think, the right decision. Yeah, you, I think you really need to feel it because when that door opens and you see the the leaves and the outside for the first time, that really means something. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Um, and I and I think maybe the second part of the movie suffers a bit because they focused so much on setting up room and all that sort of stuff in yeah, the first well, part. Yeah, it's, it's hard because now then it turns into like a family drama kind of thing. Right. And so it's it's got it's all a bit more subtle and there's all like the whole well the bit the dinner with William H Macy all these like looks around the table and um Jack is just eating his ice cream and he's like he's he's like something's wrong I've done something wrong but he did, you don't know what he he doesn't know what he's done wrong and mm-hmm. he hasn't and like that bit's all done in looks. Yeah. Um yeah, that bit's really interesting and yeah again it's just that's why it feels like such a waste of William H Macy is because that bit was really good. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I do also still think it would have been nice to get out of the house a bit more and get into what it means to be out in the world a little bit more and stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially since 
that's what Jack's talking about a lot of the time. Mm. And he makes the friend without us seeing it. Yeah, well, that which, was, that's what I mean. Like, it would have been nice, even if he was just, like, going to a day of daycare or some something where he was around other kids and you see how he makes this friend. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been good to, to get into that just a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't to say there's, that the movie is bad. It's no. not. It's really good. I just felt like there were a couple of missed opportunities in there to yeah. really get into what it all means instead of just having him do voiceover of now that I'm five I know all of this stuff which is cute Mm. it is really cute but it would be good to show that rather than telling it yes yes I think so um and 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 getting a little bit more into um her life as well she she doesn't have a name her character she's called Ma Joy oh Joy that's right yeah sorry the credits just call her Ma yes that's because it's all all from Jack's perspective perspective yeah no her name is Joy um but like we don't see um interact with anyone who's not her parents or her stepdad like no one other than the journalist i think it would doctor think, oh yeah i think it would be nice to see her with like just a friend or a cousin or like someone who's not the immediate family no yeah i i agree it would have been interesting to see her try and and interact and, and see how that affected her mm. trying to interact with other people outside of it mm-hmm. i think possibly the pacing is a little bit off if they'd shoved the suicide attempt back further in the film mm. And given more time to after that and mm. to seeing Ma actually, because she has a conversation with Jack and then the movie just sort of finishes. And I was like, oh, we're not going to get to see her actually go out well, in the world. Well, I mean, I understand why they finished it where they did. To see them finish it by going back to room, looking at room, and then walking off into the snow I together. meant more the bit between those those. Two. So, yeah, so no, she finishes bit, the – Yeah, yeah, after she comes back from – yeah. Yeah, she they have a conversation and then Jack's telling us that Ma and I are going to live in the world forever now. Mm. And you're like, well, can we see her living in the world then, please? <laughs> Instead yeah. of just the two of you on a pier, can we see her try to get a job? Yeah. Or like Rent talking to old friends and yeah. be, being awkward or – something else yeah because how do you live in the world when you were taken at 17 and now you're 24 like what do Mm. you do you go to college how do you get a job how do you rent an apartment how do you learn to do all that stuff all your friends by 25 have have probably gotten out of home they've done college they've starting they're starting to learn how to live in the world how to live on their own how to like get their careers are probably starting to take off at that point like how do you go from having been a 17 year old with these people to then being 25 around them or how do you cope like with go your and peers? make new friends? Well, or, yeah, you know. so it doesn't have to be your old school friends, but like, yeah, how do you cope around your peers when you've missed all of this time? Because there's a really good sense of um, that thing that happens like when you go on holidays and people get on, go on with their lives back at home and you come back and all these things have happened and you're like, huh, I didn't know that any time had passed. I was having so much fun on holidays, except that obviously this is a horrible situation where she's stuck in this place, but everyone's gone on with their lives and she hasn't been there and it sort of felt like for her that nothing that, you know, she was just stuck there and obviously nothing is not that nothing happened to her because she had a son and all these things. But that feeling, that's interesting and, that, and that's captured very well. I think it would be interesting to compare it with someone who is her age out in the world who yeah. hasn't had to go through that. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that could have been interesting that was omitted, I think. Yeah, but um, that doesn't mean that it wasn't a good film though because I really enjoyed it and I wasn't like – Didn't uh, enjoy it, but <laughs> – And unlike a lot of novel adaptations, I didn't – get i didn't think there was a lack of action or anything it wasn't too lyrical for me there was enough action and enough interest to keep me going yeah i agree actually on that front i think as a novel adaptation it works terrifically especially getting all of the complicated kind of internal stuff to be uh what's the word that i'm looking for 
like to uh, become external. Yeah, to be sh- we sh- that we're shown, not that, told. Yeah, exactly. most, most of the time. Most of the time, well, which is why the the examples that we've pointed out are probably the weaker parts because most of the time it works yeah. really well to show that well, they're showing it, not telling. Well, yeah, I mean that bit where where Jack creeps out of the cupboard, mm-hmm. out of the wardrobe to try and get the the lolly that's in Nick's yep. pocket, and then like he sneaks up, and then Mum's uh, Ma snaps as soon as she sees him there, and the whole thing just becomes really frenzied and and mm. really really tense was really good although there were a couple of frenzied camera work bits where i was like i want to see what's going on yeah like when they hug again after he's been in the car police car and you're like no why can't we get to see that why do we have to watch that from this angle where you can't see anything and Mm. where the camera's shaking that's not what's happening from either of the characters perspectives and we've always been in the characters perspectives so why now are we behind the car door Mm. (laughs) that i mean that's you know fairly minor thing but it it just that yeah there are a couple of a couple Um, of those yep and like so when when Jack's jumping out of the car, it does it as well. And I was like, "But we've always been in Jack's perspective. Why are we suddenly now from a perspective where we don't get to, we can't see what's happening properly?" Mm. That mm-hmm. is frustrating yeah. to me. Um, especially since the whole movie is very much from Jack's perspective. We should get all of that from Jack's perspective, you know? Yeah, because there's other really like when he comes home and there are just so many people and cameras and there's a police escort. It comes to his grandparents' house, not really home, I guess. But he, um, it's home for joy. Yeah, it, it, it. But he, when he, when he gets home, you can feel you, f- you feel terrified because of the way that's shot. Like it feels terrifying. There's noise and spectac- mm. spectacle and people, and he's never even he's only seen two other people in his whole life, and he's never mm. seen a car before, and he's never done this and that, and you really feel that it's quite well. It's it, it definitely gets in. Yeah, in your how overwhelming head. the world is mm. for a kid who's only ever been in one room and, is really done and the well. Bright and light. how uh, Ma understands that, and a lot of other people don't. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, when and, he wakes and the up, psychiatrist understands too, though, with, when he brings in the sunglasses and things yes. like that, he seems to get it. Yeah, but a lot of other people. Yeah, I think. And when he wakes up in the hospital room and stuff was mm. and looks out the window and all that, that was done well. Um, yeah. I do think I actually think the best part of the movie is the beginning when they're in the room, and yet I, while I was watching that, I was so impatient for them to get out. Well, yeah, I was so tense as well. Like I was just like, "Oh, how are you going to do it? How, you need to get yeah. out." Like I just, I, but it, that's it's, the thing is that that's yeah. probably why it was the best part of the movie yeah. is because it's tense it's and so you don't tense. know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. and and it's um it it does such a good job with the camera work in that tiny space. Yeah, and it's um, so hard of, to of undo. seeing it both. From Jack's perspective, where this room that's like it's not nice mm. is his whole world, yeah, and everything well, good little, is there. Yeah, the, he, he's feeding this little mouse crumbs, and he's watching the mouse eat, and he thinks it's adorable, and because he doesn't have any pets or friends or anything like that, mm. that that to him is amazing. But to her, it's like, oh God, we've got mice in here. This yeah. is awful. Um, yeah, and and you get a real sense of the geography of the room. I didn't know it was a shed, like until they told us it was a shed. But like, the way, I didn't either. The way like. You learn, you can see how the sink is right next to the toilet and the bath is right next to the sink, is next to the kitchen. And then, like, everything, you sort of see how, um, you get a set, real sense of where everything is and where it fits and where mm. people sit and all that sort of thing. And, and which is why it's so good to actually come back to it at the end when it's been pulled apart for evidence and all that sort of thing. Because then you actually, it is familiar enough that it doesn't have to all be there anymore. You can see it from the skeletons. Right. Um, and the performances as well are so kind of, focused in that beginning part and those mm. are really kind of what carry the movie that i think that all of that stuff is really interesting um mm. and i do you kind of for the rest of this, the movie there's this kind of frustration at missing things mm. whereas you can't miss anything in room because the everything is there mm. um so that was it's interesting and also i had more i, I mean i could kind of intellectually 
think about all of that stuff because again even though I, I, I mean, I was emotional quite a bit, but my, I think the times that I was most emotional was just for Jack, like stop doing this to traumatized children sort of stuff. Yeah. And like, can we just take a break from this for a second, please? And, and the, the th- scene with the grandfather and stuff. Mm. I think, uh, but I, I didn't cry. No. I'm a robot. I didn't cry. I got a little bit teary, but I'm trying to remember where. And I don't think it was, I don't think it was during his escape, although I was like, oh, it might have been when they were reunited, actually. So it probably was during the escape, which is the most tense mm. bit. And you're just like, oh, God, she's there. Um, again, that's, we don't actually see her escape. We see her come out with the, with the police. Like we don't, we, again, also you don't see the reunion with the mother. I thought that was a really strange choice. Yeah. That you just, just suddenly, see dad. suddenly grandma is behind them. And then, yeah. yeah, you do see the reunion with dad, but then he's gone well, again. Da- five and it's done weirdly later. as well. Cause you see them in the hospital and you see Joan Allen on the phone and then we mm-hmm. go back to them again. And then we don't, yeah, we don't see, but again, I guess if Jack didn't see it, maybe. Yeah, but that's mm. the thing is that you're writing, they're writing. Yeah, I they mean, she, do Emma, what, Emma Donahue is and writing there are other it, so she, scenes she's allowed Jack, to have him wake up and just like, uh, there even are, if he just like opened his eyes for a second and saw like Ma Ulteri in Grandma's arms or something, uh, that would give us the sense of who she is because we just see her walking behind and that's our first glimpse of her. And if I hadn't known that Joan Allen played the grandmother in this, I wouldn't no. have known that that was the grandmother. The thing about that is, like, what you're doing is you're sacrificing Joy's storyline for Jack's. Yeah. And I think it should be a balance of trying to get Joy's storyline in there while they're showing us Jack's. Does that make sense? Because yeah. it is, like, the, the the what the story is really about is how this trauma affected the mother and son. Mm. So, really, you should get to see how it's affecting the mother as, as well. well. I think sacrificing Joy's storyline when it is so much a major part of this, the movie, yeah. that's kind of where most of our problems are lying. Like Definitely. The grandpa not, stuff and all that. Not sort being of thing. able to know all the adult stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's kind of like, I understand wanting to tell it all from Jack's perspective, but they are telling two parallel stories here mm. about how it affects Joy as well as how it affects Jack. Mm. And they need to really get that balance right. Yeah. It was shot really pretty too. I really appreciated that where there was like a just a, a random character who needed to be there, they chose people of color. Um, there's a newsreader, a policewoman, the psychiatrist, mm. and it seems to be deliberate choices rather than just like a white nurse. Or I a white liked doctor. how competent the policewoman was. Too. Yeah, yeah, she was great. It was realistic, but also like she seemed to really understand how to deal with a traumatized kid. Well, she was getting a bit frustrated, but at the same time, she managed to put all of it together. What mm. was happening, which was really oh yeah, she was so smart with the yeah. working out where he driven from. Mm, I liked that, yeah. um, that she was good at her job. It's yep. nice to see that rather than just both of the cops being kind of fumbling. I don't know. That was nice. Yep. Um, yeah. And they did have some good supporting characters in there. I did like, I did enjoy the bits with the psychiatrist. I thought mm. they were interesting. And I think they were a good way of getting across to the audience what was happening psychologically with the two yeah. of them. Yeah. The show of that, like the sunglasses thing. Cause I remember when I was like sunglasses and then, yeah, then it kind of took a second before it clicked in my head mm. as to why they would need sunglasses. And then he's got to go and get his, all his vaccinations cause he's been stuck in this room for four years. Yeah, you you say that, but I was already thinking about all that stuff before the sunglasses happened, mostly because I was thinking about that when they were in the room and I was sitting there like, oh, he'd be vitamin D deficient and he wouldn't have. Well, I did think of that. that I thought of that because he does take, he takes his vitamins. And I was like, yeah, because he 
is not he's not getting any vitamin D. But I had I sort of hadn't thought through that. Yeah, like he wouldn't have had any of his normal vaccinations or anything like that. Yeah. So he, when he's in hospital, he's suddenly got to get like five years worth of shots in his poor little arm. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking about how he would um, be exposed to all of these germs all mm. of a sudden. And yeah, then they give him the mask. And I, was I, like, I okay. didn't. Yeah, I didn't think of that any of that until they actually got to that bit. Okay, because I I was like, ew, it's a gross shed. Like the, I'm sure the mouse is bringing in germs and the cockroaches and the, all the other stuff. Yes, but they would be germs that he was already exposed to, whereas, mm. like, the bit where he puts his mother's tooth in his mouth. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they would be germs that he was already exposed to, as opposed to when he goes outside, the dog is going to give him new yeah. germs. When I had time to think, I oh, was thinking about his face <laughs> when he sees the dog. It was so cute. I was just waiting for that reunion. I was, and they held it off for us as well with yeah. the dog, and it was the best. It was so worth it. When I had time to think, though, I was wondering about what it must have been like to give birth in the room. They kind of – he covers that a little bit, but from – the story that she's told him, yeah. which is that I came down from heaven yeah. and I was inside mummy's tummy and yeah, no, there was he, the boom, he tells boom that thing. But I wanted I was more thinking through like the the visceralness of it all. Like they were lucky there were no complications. You can see and, the stain on the ground yeah, where it happened. Yeah. When when you come back at the end, you see this big blood. No, the, even before that, when she rolls him up in the Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I didn't notice it until the end for some reason. Okay. But, I did yeah. I did notice that. But there is a stain on the side of the bed as well. Mm. So you can there's sort of little clues to that, but that's what I was thinking back on. I was like she did that with no painkillers. There's no no opportunity for an inf- intervention. She's really lucky she didn't need a C-section or anything like that. And she must have been like, you know, yeah, well, super after lucky. recovering afterwards as well. Well, I mean, like, yeah, actually, because then they'd all be both be dead and they'd have been found years later buried in some guy's backyard. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, yeah, that was where where my brain went because that's what I'm well, clearly that's what I'm interested in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call anything that happens to them lucky, but yeah, and and I was interested in how the kid like the kids development so that was where i was coming from with and and also the sunscreen thing i was like he would his skin would be really sensitive and Mm. all that sort of stuff yeah anyway Mm. what do you want to give it well i think i'm gonna give it a four because that's what i gave carol last week and i like this probably about the same well i liked it significantly more than carol um i was also going to go with four stars cool um thank you very much for listening to the silver screen queen oh i want actually wanted to talk about the music as well music Um, yes okay i found the score kind of theory of everything-esque yeah like inspirational tinkling spiraling piano music that i thought kind of worked in some bits Mm. but i would have been interested like there's there's certain bits where i was like it would be really interesting if they'd gone with something a little bit more impactful in this Mm. i get the feeling this was shot on a very low budget i agree and but it just reminded me so much of the theory of everything that it was like so i think I don't know they had a lot of time or money or resources you know, for scoring. Do you know if Lenny Abramson was uh, – the director was nominated for – he wasn't nominated for an Oscar for this, was he? I don't, is this up for Best Picture? It is up for Best Picture, yeah. It's uh, – Best Picture are um, Mad Max, Room, Revenant, Big Short, I yeah, think, yeah. is up for Best oh, Picture. It's um, finer. It's got another one I don't want to watch this know, Oscar right? season. Ugh. Um, what are the other ones? Um, hey, I, I'm looking them up. I'll tell you. I'm just trying to remember. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head what the other it's ones were because Carol. there's a lot of no, not Carol and not Creed. Um, oh, Bridge of Spies. Yeah, Bridge of Spies is up for Bridge Brooklyn. of Spies was aggressively average. Brooklyn, I haven't seen. It might be great, but um, yeah, so Bridge of Spies is so uh, aggressively average. Yeah, Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max, Spotlight, Room, The Revenant, Spotlight. and Bring Him Home. Uh, the Martian. It's, and they've got the posters, and so bring I was like, him and Bring Him Home. <laughs> It, yeah, that famous about one about uh, though, like it's all big. Bring him home, and then there's the Marius font, movie, The Martian. Yeah, anyway. I forgot The Martian. 
Um, it's kind of weird how they branched out with The Martian and and Mad Max Fury Road and yet didn't nominate really obvious Oscar mm. nominees like Creed and Carol. Yeah, I don't know. That's really strange. Oh, no, no, Lenny Abrams- Abramson is up for directing. Ah, okay, good. Which is good because it was it was pretty good, especially that, the stuff in the room. I know Ryan Coogler is not up for directing. No. and Because um, racism. Yes, and Maurice Alberti is not up for cinematography. Are you serious? Yes. Creed didn't get nominated for cinematography? Yes. What well, are they or doing? The only thing Creed got nominated for was, was Sylvester Stallone. Jesus Christ. The only thing. Because Maurice Alberti would have been a boundary-breaking nomination as well because no woman's ever won best cinematographer but but the but it's so well shot I like know. it's so well sh- a the, whole the concept fight that, in one take a whole boxing match i'm sorry there's no there is no other reason for the lack of nominations for creed other than racism because if the only one that got and sexism if the only one that got nominated is sylvester stallone i'm so angry yeah. Um. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you'd like to read our show notes or find old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review of Room or all of the other movies that she watches, find them on her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And if you want to find us on social media, we're on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens, on Twitter at screen underscore queens, and on Tumblr, tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye.